You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Triangle Tire, Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed can sometimes be accompanied by hand gestures, which your sister may find offensive, but you think are hilarious. There's one in every family. Buckle in, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car query? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. That was fresh. I, I, I was scared of doing it, though, because, I, you know, you can get a ticket for excessive noise, I think they call it. Isn't that right? I don't know. I have a, oh, there's a mic. There is something called excessive noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you squeal your tires or what? Yeah. That's, yeah, rev your motor maybe. That's well, how they get you. I got to tell you, squealing your tires is actually stunt driving now. Oh, is it? Yeah, I can't do it. Well, that's the voice of our resident uh, policeman we've got in the studio with us today. Yes, I think we're, we we may be at risk of getting arrested. I don't know. This is PC Sean Shapiro, <laughs> otherwise known as voiceover cop all over social media with bazillions of followers. Man. Bazillions would be good. Yeah. And yeah. and callers like you, you answer questions the whole time. I mean, and, and a lot of times they're the same kind of questions, aren't they? We get variations of the same question, but you know, you never know. It's a new audience, a new audience every day, and we're always there to answer them. But uh, you know, from tinted windows to what do you happens if you go to court after you get a ticket for speeding, like anything, or <laughs> catalytic converter questions. Yes, my that, favorite. That was popular. Yeah, it really, it really was. So you know, wait, wait till I get my hands on the race cars finally, and I'm gonna show everybody. Look. Professional race cars have catalytic converters. No one will believe you. No, they, no, they won't. They'll say it's fake. It was CGI. <laughs> CGI. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we've got a call-in show today. We do. So if you have questions about maintenance, well, Al's got you. Al- I, I, I'm covered. I've got about 40 years of automotive experience, grease under the fingernails. I started off on bicycles and moved to cars, uh, made a career out of it. I'm still working. Um, yeah. You know, my hands look pretty clean now because I'm more of an observer and a diagnostician rather than an actual grease monkey. You're a, you're a leader. I, I Exactly. Yes. Exactly. I will point you into the right direction. And being the boss, I'd appreciate it if you looked there first. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of going on a safari. You know what a safari yeah. is. And you're a team manager now, a team owner. Yeah, apparently I own a car racing team. Really? And you're not happy when people go on safaris, right? Uh, well, it's up to, you know what, in, in, at our level of motor racing, it's the driver's responsibility. It's not mine. Well, well, and I'm, no, but I'm talking about when the driver says, uh, something's funny oh. in the car. And, and, and your, your, your techs, your mechanics have to fix it. Yeah, absolutely. That's also their job. So <laughs> in that case, I, I am the leader with uh, with my partner in the race team, and uh, we've hired the right ple- the right people to take care of that. We've got a brilliant engineer, brilliant data engineer, brilliant car chief. We're we're very very happy. Well, yeah, maybe Sean could do that kind of stuff. He's really good at that 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 technical stuff. You know, he's got more toys and gadgets with him. Eh? Well, I'm I'm counting on him more for security than his uh, social <laughs> social media expertise. So, if you've got questions about cars, maybe questions about driving techniques, how to improve your driving, or just driving in general, we uh, we can all handle that. Numbers are 866-740-4740 or four one six three six zero zero seven forty and. Uh, 
also, starting Monday, we've got a contest with our friends at CAA. So every week during the month of February, we're giving away a CAA Plus membership. Free membership. That's great. You know, you, you need it, especially in the wintertime. You know, car breaks down, it won't start. You mm-hmm. get stuck in a ditch, you run out of gas. Uh, they'll come and get you, and it's free. Yeah, and the Plus membership is great. Yeah, and, uh, and as well, for if you call in today, um, you qualify to win a pair of tickets for this year's Canadian International Auto Show, which will be down at the Convention Center um, from Friday, February the 17th until the 26th. So uh, call in. Uh, you'll speak to Carlos. He's a great guy. He'll take your phone number, and uh, we get you on air, and we're going to do our best to answer your question. And you get tickets to the Canadian International Auto Show. There you go. How can you go wrong? Yeah, it's going to be a great show today. Yes. I'm stoked. Uh, we're, we're, we're glad you're here. We're glad you're here. I always like coming out and hanging out with you guys. You guys are fun. Well, uh, well, and your office is just around the corner, eh? It, it is true. Mm-hmm. Right here in Liberty Village. It's walking distance from the studio. I like it. Love did, it. Did you ride a horse here today? Or I don't have a horse, but I like horses. I see them walk by here all the time. Well, they're clear close by, and they're in an exhibition place. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. Right after this break, uh, we're going to open up the phone lines. We're going to be talking to Sean. We're going to be talking to Brian. And... Uh, That's it. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with a tan from Florida with Alan Gelman from Glen Allen Motors and PC Sean Shapiro from the Toronto Police Service. You call that a tan? It'll be a tan by tomorrow. Oh, okay, it's a okay. A little pink right now. It's, top of your head's a little bit red. Yeah, yeah. You know, and there's sunshine last two days down in Daytona. I'm in the same boat. It takes time to settle in. It, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, no, no AMG baseball cap? I, I had one with me. Right. Yeah, but I didn't put it on. <laughs> okay. They work better when you put them on. Is that what they're supposed to do? <laughs> the instructions say wear it for best results. Uh, you know what? We hadn't seen the suns for so long. I'm like, I'm going to ditch that. When I was in L.A., I, uh, I was driving with my brother's top down. He has a Jeep yeah. with a canvas top, so I, I got some sun that way. Mm-hmm. So speaking of, of L.A., uh, PC Sean Shapiro got to meet his heroes recently, and it's kind of a cool story. Yeah, I uh, I'm I was a big fan of chips. I'm still a big fan of chips. That television series from the, the uh, early, or late seventies and early eighties with and for for good reason though. Some people may not know you were a motorcycle cop. Yes, so that was my inspiration to become a police officer and very specifically a motorcycle officer. And I got to live that dream out to the point of being a motor cop with Toronto Police. Wow, California Highway Patrol with and Punch and uh, John. John Punch and John. Yeah. So, yeah, Sean got to meet uh, these fellows. Not only did I get to meet them, and they were amazing. Eric Estrada and uh, uh, his partner who played John Baker is Larry Wilcox. Uh, I got to meet them, but I also got to meet the guy who played the Sarge. And oh, wow. Yeah, he, he, he was Joe Cotrera on the show. Yeah. And, of course, that's uh, that's Bob Pine, Robert Pine, mm-hmm. uh, who's the father of Chris Pine, Chris Pine. who plays the Star Trek uh, yes. captain there. So it was it was a, a truly an honor. I had a great experience. And you went bowling. I did. I, the well, first night we had dinner, then the second night we went uh, in, at bowling with Eric and uh, Larry. That was awesome. And I, I'm a horrible bowler. So do, so do they still hang out together? I don't know what they do when they're not at events like this, but oh, they, they, they got okay. along. And an interesting thing about uh, Eric Estrada, he's still an active reserve police officer. He's served for for different agencies as a reserve, as a volunteer, mm-hmm. uh, if, with police status, and he, he still works does that work at, at his age. It's, it's very, very inspiring. Do we still, uh, except for, like, parades and stuff, um, 
I don't see a whole lot of motorcycles on the road here. Well, we have a core of motor squad officers that work out of traffic services, and uh, they're out all the time. They're, they're, they're an enforcement group. They are for special activities like, uh, you know, dignitary escorts. But we, we're all over the place, but they're smaller, so you don't notice them as much. Uh, well, well, that's true. And, and, and that's, that's always been my bone of contention. You know, I remember when I grew up as a teenager back in the uh, years ago. We were always looking in the rearview mirror because we were always worried that we would get stopped. We'd be looking for that yellow cruiser, you know, yep. and, 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 and they were always on the road. And, and am I wrong? It's just that black and whites or the, the, the cars nowadays aren't as visible, or is there less, in fact, cars on the road? Well, I think there's, there's generally more vehicles on the road, but, uh, yeah, we're, they're definitely less noticeable than the yellow. Do you know why they're not yellow anymore, by the way? No. No. The yellow uh, was not a decision made by just, uh, you know, no one likes yellow. There was too much lead in the paint, and it was to protect people from cancer who were applying the paint. So a little little piece of history. Okay. Uh, but the white cars got phased out to the gray cars, and mm. they may be less noticeable, which is good because we're trying to catch people doing the wrong thing. We don't want people to adjust their behavior just to get away from a ticket. Exactly. exactly. Oh, but, but you see, but I, I that was the, I, okay, I guess it's just a different, I'm thinking backwards, you know, I'm thinking I, I'm not going to do something stupid if I see one of those guys for at least for those few minutes I'll be driving nice, right? <laughs> but that's the problem. We want people to change their behavior because they know it's the right thing to do and it's safer as opposed to just adjusting it temporarily. Right, yeah, just because they see a car or, or a motorcycle or, or a horse for that yeah. uh, for now, that matter in the city. We were talking about it in the green room, though, and, and for the most part um, you had a pretty succinct answer because we've been thinking or seeing people do crazier and crazier stuff all along. And, and, well, you had an answer for it, which wasn't terribly nice. I probably don't want to repeat it, but, but our driver's getting worse. I think there is a move where we are more focused on technology and distraction and the other things in our lives other than just focusing on the road. The task at hand should be driving safely and getting to where we have to go each and every day because there is, there's a lot more going on. There's more people. Uh, there's a density. There's more traffic. It's the, You need to be um, part of a community on the road and be concerned about more than just you. And I think, uh, you know, 100 years ago, we were better at that uh, than we are now. There's just more going on. Well, you know what? And that's one aspect. But I, <laughs> my brain was thinking the other way. I'm thinking people are, like, way more aggressive and doing stuff. Like, you're talking about people who are half yeah. asleep behind the wheel, which is understandable. Or the gentleman that just blew a stop sign in front of me on the way down to the show this right, morning. Right, because he's not concentrating. Oh, no, but, he's he saw me coming. He didn't care if I was on the road and had the right of way or not. Oh, one, wow. one of the issues, and I, I keep calling it the entitlement factor, everyone's more important than everybody else, just ask them, and everyone's a better <laughs> driver than everybody else, just ask them. So, so when you put those things together, it's a really bad mix. Yeah. Yeah, especially, you know, you got half the people being more aggressive and the other half, half the people half asleep. And then there's, that's pretty much it. Yeah, and, then, and there's there's other things going on. You got pedestrians who are who are distracted and, and doing their own thing because they have the right of way according to them. And it, it, put those things together, and we have a dangerous mix. So we're trying to change the hearts and minds of drivers every day. And some of them require a ticket to do that. Others, you know, they tune into our show and get some uh, education. Yeah, but I, but the bad guys aren't calling your show to ask if it's okay. Well, no, they're yelling at us. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they yell at me on social media, too. I've, yeah. got that, the, the, I've got that hooking the wheel, like, don't hook the wheel, don't put your hand <laughs> underhand at the top of the steering wheel, don't do that. And people don't like being told how to drive. I've, okay. I've learned that. Anyway, call in 1-866-740-4740 or 416-360-0740. And, uh, Carlos says there's yeah. a couple of people waiting. Yeah. Right, right on. We'll be right back. Awesome. 
Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brad Max in the studio with Alan Gelman from Glen Allen Motors and PC Sean Shapiro, social media superstar. We've got some calls coming in and uh, lots of things to talk about. Don't forget, we've got a uh, contest every week during the month of February, giving away a CAA Plus membership. So make sure you do that. And our first call today is Bob in Scarborough. Bob, how are you doing today? Not too bad. I'm in my 80s, and I used to listen to you guys when I was 19. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Let me do the math. I wasn't that old. Anyways, your question. My question is about uh, motor oil. I have a, 19, uh, pardon me, a 2012 Avalon, and uh, when I got it, I, I have 100,000 on it, when I was used, but not that much, but I... Uh, <clears throat> They tell me at the dealer, I used to take it there, to use synthetic. Well, it's very expensive for one thing, and uh, the filters, you leave them in longer, and I figure they get plugged up more. But I, the guy that I go to, he says, just use the regular 530. He said it's it's just as good. It's a little The other stuff's a little overrated, but the lifter's a little bit noisy until it heats up. But can I think that I could still use the 1030 regular? Because it says in the manual... If you have to use the regular, change it out the next oil change. No problem at all using the regular oil. I mean, if you are getting a little bit of valve train noise, by all means, maybe go up to, uh, you know, a, 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 a 10, you know, 24. 1030. 1030, yeah, you could do that. Yeah. Um, or a 020 maybe would work even better. Um, yeah. But you don't necessarily need the synthetic. In a lot of cases, the, the manufacturer went to synthetic to, to reduce a little bit of friction in the engine to give them that extra half a kilometer, hor- you know, uh, on gas mileage. That would really was the thing that pushed it. Um, mm-hmm. And in terms of, and, and you don't seem to drive a lot, right? You know, no, you only no. got 100 Ks on the car. So, oh, yeah. yeah, so I mean, I, I probably do it maybe every six months for the amount of miles you're driving on it. Um, and, and again, if it's a concern, just change it a little bit more regular. But um, go ahead, use something a little bit thicker, and uh, that should do you fine. All righty? Yeah, I just was a quick question there. Now that the uh, prices have gone up, it's about 70 bucks just for a regular change, so I don't know how much it is for synthetic, but I that's guess it. that's why they change it. Yeah, it's about 100 bucks, but you can go back to the regular stuff, okay? I, I heard that if you just turn the stereo up, the lifters don't make as much noise. I heard that, too. Uh, yeah, you know what? I, I, I've seen that over and over again, and I said, how long have you been driving with this sound? And they went... Why? Not long at all. I said, no, it sounds like the wheels are falling off. You need bearings, you know? <laughs> well, I, I heard it once on the left side, but it, it is amazing how people just make the radio louder, eh? Yeah, absolutely. It, it makes, makes <laughs> all the noises go away. Go all right, 416-360-0740. If you've got a question, by all means, I'm here and uh, can do mechanical. And we've got uh, we've got our police officer on hand, too. Um we talked earlier, collision. Yes. You had an accident? Or? I did. I was on my way home a couple of weeks ago on the Don Valley Parkway, stop and go traffic, and I had an earth-shattering kaboom. In your uh, car? In my personal vehicle. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a, a, a taxi was driving behind me, apparently didn't notice the stoppage of traffic. And, and the big, the big massive truck in front of him. Right. I, I do have a full-size uh, SUV, and uh, fortunately, I have a receiver. Not a, I didn't have the... Uh, it's, it's the towing package, so it's got the big... Yeah, uh, you didn't have the hitch itself. Hitch was but, not in. But the, the, the towing package is built into the into the structure of the truck, the frame of the truck. And that is really what he made contact with. So I had no damage, <laughs> but his front end, I mean, his hood, his fender, his uh, the license plate looked like it was wrapping. It was amazing. He had a passenger on board. Ooh. Fortunately, nobody was injured. Uh, it was pretty minor. So what do you do in that situation? Well, 
I, I wasn't going to call, uh, phone a friend and have someone come by and do a collision report. It would have been three hours out of my day. Uh, there's no reason to block traffic. You pull off to the side of the road, exchange information safely. That's going to be, you're obligated, regardless if it's being uh, reported or not. Uh, ownership, insurance, driver's license, both parties. Great thing to do is use your smartphone, take quick pictures, get off that highway as quickly as you can, uh, safely, and then go to a collision reporting center. And in the city of Toronto, you have three of those. You have options. Uh, there's there's one, uh, oh, actually, there's two for vehicles, and there's one additional for uh, pedestrians and cyclists only. So that's going to be on Howden Road for uh, uh, in Scarborough or on Tory York Drive in North York is the north one. And then Nine, uh, Nine Hannah here at Traffic Services, if you're a cyclist involved or a pedestrian involved, you can just come in here and do that. Much oh, easier to get to. That's great. I've, I've been to the, the one in uh, the Collision Reporting Center in North York. Takes way too much time out of your day, but... Well, it's changed. It's not as bad. You don't have to go immediately from the collision. Okay. Uh, if let's say it's really bad weather, it's 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 a horrible snowstorm. Mm-hmm. That's not the place to go. Mm-hmm. Wait until the weather's a little bit better. We're, there's no rush. We say 24 hours, but if it's because of inclement weather, take your time. Okay. Uh, you can if it's towable. If you have to be towed there, you can be towed directly. The tow is not something that you pay. The, the towing uh, the collision center pays it, so you don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and well, hang on, hang on. the collision reporting center pays for the tow. It's covered through their system. You don't pay for it out of pocket, it gets covered, whether it's your insurance company or their, I, I don't know the uh, whose pocket it comes out of, but okay. I know that you don't have to pay. Okay. Uh, if you tow it somewhere after it's dropped there, that is something that either your insurance or you directly would be paying for. Uh, and people don't know when they go to the collision reporting center versus when police come. So in the event that there was an insurance situation, they didn't have insurance, you didn't believe that they had insurance, uh, their insurance, their driver's license would expire. If there was drugs or alcohol involved, any kind of criminality, mm-hmm. uh, that would be a situation where we would attend as police. It's a little different, but if, it's, sure. if they're driving or towable, uh, you can go to the collision reporting center and move on with your life. Well, but the question, I mean, you know, they like the guy hit you from behind, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, you're, I know you're a trained police officer, but how would anybody else know or think that maybe there's something wrong with the guy? You know, is he on drugs? Is well, he on? That, that's part of that conversation. I'd be having conversations with the person. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, you get a very quick idea. As a police officer, I'm looking for certain things. But if something looks wrong and you're concerned, call the police. They'll give you direction. And if they tell you to go to the collision reporting center, that's what you do. So a big puff of smoke, big cloud of smoke comes out of the car after you've stopped, oh. you know. <laughs> I have a story about that. We, we, yeah. we pulled into the gas station across from Daytona International Speedway yesterday, stopped the car, Opened the doors, all we smelled was weed oh. at the gas station. It's lovely. Yeah. You cannot consume drugs or alcohol in a car, whether it's parked, whether you're driving, period. Doesn't matter if you're the driver, the passenger, no drugs, no alcohol in a motor vehicle, period. So so that happens, and, and you say, you know what, guy? So, so you, you're going to tell the guy that I'm going to call the police to come? Well, you call, call for direction. Call for police. And the tow truck operators that come in the city of Toronto, they know the deal. They, they tell you some good information uh, about going and how you can go. And you can't call your own tow truck anymore. You can yes. if, if it's reasonable time to get there. If it's uh, not completely blocking traffic, but take direction of a police officer at that point. All right. And, and I can explain more later. Sure. <laughs> okay. 416-360-0740. If you want to give us a call, you have an opportunity to win uh, tickets for the Canadian International Auto Show, which is February the 17th to the 26th. Give us a call right now. Carlos will be happy to take your call, and we'll be happy to answer it on the get back. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in the studio with Alan Gelman and PC Sean Shapiro. And, of course, don't forget, every week during the month of February, giving away a CAA Plus membership. So that'll be on davescornergarage.com starting on Monday. 
Yes, and uh, you know I fix cars. Sean, he fixes. Tic- oh no, he doesn't. Can't do that. <laughs> he, he tries to fix um, uh, bad uh, driving behavior. Well, yeah. that's and, and but that's what you do. You're a driving instructor. Well, I, I, uh, racing coach, racing instructor, and you know might drive race cars. Know a little bit about driving. And we have uh, Dan from Hamilton with a question about driving, which is my area of expertise. Dan, how are you? I'm I'm fine, thank you. Um, my my question was pertaining to when I when I had my license in '73, there was a driver's handbook saying that the best way to hold the steering wheel is ten to two. But you were said you were running a thing saying it's uh, nine to nine to three. Um, I just wonder is that because of armrest to keep your your elbow more steady and stuff like that? I, I don't understand the reasoning or why they changed it. All right, great question, and I still get this all the time. And in fact, it uh, it it predates that that handbook in '73. So ten and two comes from decades before when you had manual steering and large steering wheels, and they had slow steering racks, and sometimes you needed a little bit of leverage. So the thinking was you'd have to have your hands a little higher on the steering wheel to get that leverage to start the turn. Today, with power steering, quicker steering. Uh, racks, you know, cars steer fairly quickly these days, and of course, power steering makes it easy. And if you look at your steering wheel, no matter what you're driving today, any modern car, it's very clear that they've designed the steering wheel for your hands to be at nine and three. And nine and three is really where they should be. When it comes to avoiding a crash, your brakes and your steering are the first thing, first things you're going to turn to to avoid a crash. And when your hands are at nine and three, and you have the habit of keeping them at nine and three, you know exactly which direction the car is pointed. So if you're driving at ten and two, that went out in the I don't know probably sixties early sixties mm-hmm. uh, maybe uh, maybe seventies but with with modern cars modern uh, smaller steering wheels and power steering steering wheels are now designed for your hands in three so that's so uh, that's that that would make a difference in regards to how close you were sitting to the steering wheel or how, how if you were sitting what type of seat you're sitting in. Yeah, I mean, you know, number number one, it, driving a car is not about comfort. It's about being an effective driver. So you don't want your arms and your legs extended. You want a little bit of bend in your elbows and your wrists and your knees, your ankles. So if you're sitting a little too far away from the steering wheel, you really don't have that, that great control over a car. And if you look at racing drivers, they sit very, very close. That's not what I would encourage on the, on the road, but you do want to sit a little closer to the steering wheel so you've got bends in your limbs so you have better control over the pedals and the steering wheel. All right, Dan, thanks for calling in with that. i, I got a question myself, though. Um, you know, you, you see an imminent accident going to happen. You know you're going to be hitting something. Uh-huh. Car steering wheels have airbags yep. in them now. Mm-hmm. What's the best thing to do with your hands at that point? Because apparently there's a thing where you break your thumbs. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, being a racing driver, I always, I, I, you know, I have good presence of mind in a car. I haven't been in a road crash in a long time, but I've been in plenty of race crashes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, for me, it's, it's a bit it's a bit unfair just because, you know, my life is all about driving. But I have the presence of mind to take my hands off the steering wheel. So my last big off cr- the steering wheel, off the steering wheel, absolutely. So I had a, I had a crash at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park a few years ago, and um, the car was way out of control. I knew I was going to hit the wall. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know where I was going to hit the wall, but if I knew if I was going to hit the wall with either front wheel, that was going to cause the steering wheel to spin. So I needed to get my hands off the steering wheel before I hit the wall. So I had the presence of mind to take my hands off the steering wheel, cross them across my chest, and of course then we hit the uh, the wall at about fifty miles an hour. 
Okay, okay, okay. Because obviously your immediate reaction is I want to stop myself from hitting something, so you're yeah. going to put your hands out. Yeah. Now, but in, that's the wrong thing to do. I, in, on the road, you know, uh, you it, it's very difficult to to have that presence of right. mind uh, to to do that if you can. Number one, you've got to you've got to try to maintain control of the car to avoid the crash. And if you're past that, if you're past that point of no return, and really understand that you're past that point of no return and have lost control of the car, or you've got a collision that's unavoidable, you might want to take your hands off the steering wheel. But you don't want to do that too early because you might be able to recover the car. All right, Sean, this is Jones in there. Right? Yeah, so it's, you, it's really about knowing what's about to happen, and if you're past that point in our turn, I'm glad you said that. Uh, in in the event of a uh, a collision, most people get the, a, a huge number of injuries as a result of white knuckling it, trying to tap it all tense. There was a, a police officer that did uh, testing, and he insisted on being the crash test dummy in all these police car reviews. And he would crash the car, and he sure. would just take his hands off the wheel, and before he did it, and there was video of him on YouTube, amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know it's it's easy when you spend a you know a lot of your life working on driving technique and and that sort of thing. I, you know, I've I avoided a crash the other day. You know, someone did something stupid. I had to hammer the 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 brake pedal. It was snowy. There was no grip. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna end up hitting this car if I don't do something else. So release the brake, throw a bunch of steering input into the steering. The front tires eventually got traction. I was able to avoid this uh, this uh, gentleman. We talk about winter driving all the time, and people are upset that they're not allowed to stunt drive. They're not allowed to uh, to put their car out of control <laughs> yes. on private property to learn how to regain control. Why can't you do that? that that's how we kind of. Learn that that was our skid school. <laughs> that was the belief, but really, what you should be doing is driving to avoid losing control, which means you're probably going too fast if you're losing control. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but but, but th- that, that, you know, what if it's intentional? <laughs> what if it's intentional, Sean? You know, you know, like I'm a great driver, oh, yeah. and if I step on the gas, the car will slide. And you know, I've, I'm really good. Like I see Ken Block videos on YouTube. I can totally do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, we hear a lot of excuses, and everyone wants to teach their kid how to drive properly. But that's not the way to do it. There are skid schools, and we totally endorse them. You using them, but not on the roads or private property. Well, our, our friends at uh, at Drive Tech have their winter driving program up in Minden right now. So you can learn to drive on ice and they've got cars if you need you can bring your own car so uh, that's drivetech.ca that's some friends of mine they've been on the show before and you can actually learn how to drive on a low grip service on ice and it's an amazing driving experience and you can slide the car around not unlike on public roads well no that's important i mean that's part of the problem i mean we saw years ago with abs and everybody thought that abs was going to be the, the thing that was going to cure all the driving ails, except that people didn't know how it worked or how they should operate it. it, it you know, and, and for years we were, learned, we were told to, to, to pump the brakes, not step hard on them, don't mm-hmm. lock up the wheels. And, and that's the opposite of what you want to do with ABS is where Absolutely. you want to stay on the brake and try to steer your way but Where people don't go? understand that ABS doesn't stop you faster. In fact, it takes longer to stop, but it allows you to maintain steering control exactly. during that braking that, procedure. That's the absolute benefit of it. And you know, while while my my mother was still with us, she didn't grow up with ABS, but was driving cars with ABS later in her life. And I would remind her every snowstorm, get out there. And I got my need for speed from my mother, so I could encourage her to do this. But get out there, get on the road, and when you're on some snow, 
step on that brake pedal really hard so you can understand what the car sounds like and what it feels like and what it feels like in the pedal right. when the ABS is functioning because it feels very strange if you don't know what's what's going sure. on. Right. Most people get scared. They take your foot off the brake, <laughs> exactly. which is the opposite of what you want to do. That and doesn't you, help. And you talk about threshold braking. That's something you have to understand where threshold is. And braking and, and doing that is different than losing control of the car. Absolutely. Threshold braking is a, is a completely different thing. And I, I grew up driving race cars that didn't have ABS. So I've, I've got a finely tuned uh, right foot and finely tuned left foot, whatever. I need to use on the brake pedal, and you know it's different. Our race cars have ABS, and 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 lots of them do today. But ABS is very very helpful in terms of maintaining control of the car. But you can't change the laws of nature or physics. Physics. <laughs> That's the thing. The, the laws of physics are still with us. And uh, I saw several vehicles in the ditch uh, yesterday driving during that snowstorm. Were they four-wheel drive? Because we see a lot of those. One one <laughs> was. One was. The other I couldn't identify because it was so deeply buried in the <laughs> snow. Well, you know, if you got four-wheel driving, you don't need winter tires or that. No. Right. <laughs> Here's the deal. We see a lot of four-wheel or all-wheel drive vehicles that are losing control because, you know what, when you lose control of two tires... Or or four tires, they, people don't understand. This does not mean you are wearing a bulletproof vest and impervious to snow. Yeah, so no, but that's how their brain works. Yeah, so what what happens in their and and is reinforced in their daily driving experiences in snow or maybe even on ice. They've got incredible grip for acceleration because all of that engine power is being distributed across all four tires instead of just two. So, of course, with the reduction in torque at each wheel, the thing has incredible grip to to accelerate, but it still breaks the same as any other car, so you still need lots of stopping distance. Exactly. Like Amazing. we've had our tire guys in the studio said, if they're bald, they're not going to work, okay? 416-360-0740. If you got a question, we're here. We've got every aspect of the automotive experience from fixing to driving to, you know, getting caught. <laughs> we've, got, we've got all the answers right here. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman from Glen Allen Motors and our very famous friend, PC Sean Shapiro, known as voiceover cop on social media, and he's more famous than all of us combined. Um, we've been taking calls, and we have Grant from Waterloo on the line. Grant, how are you? Fine, thank you. What can we help you with today? I have a 2014 uh, Chevy pickup truck, uh, 1500, uh, and it's got the... Uh, 4.3 liter uh, V6 engine in it, uh-huh. and I've been considering trading up, but I haven't got a lot of kilometers on it, and now they tell me that GM doesn't make that engine anymore. So my question is, uh, what kind of, do you know whether they had many problems with that V6 uh, its longevity and its problems, uh, or if there are any, uh, or do I need to be concerned at all? So you now you're thinking about keeping it, is what you mean? Well, it's a debate. Uh, they aren't available anymore mm-hmm. uh, at this point in time. A standard cab with a standard box on it. That's true. Most of them gone to the crew cabs, which the the yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 guard, the maintenance guys don't really like because apparently yeah. you can't put a proper size salter on the back because your box is smaller. Eh? Right. That's one of the big problems. What's the mileage on your car, Grant? Uh, fifty-six thousand. Well, it's a baby. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, and, and Grant, I'm I'm going to assume you've been servicing it on the on regular intervals. Yes, I bought it from the GM dealership here in Lestwell, Larry Hudson's, and 
I dealt with them for years. They do all the maintenance on it for me. I, you know, I would hold on to it right now. Um, I mean, they may offer you a big buck for it, but at the same time, it, it's hardly broken in. Yeah, and if you took good care of it, that's the key. And, you know, that, that's, the, that's the trick to getting the most out of uh, your automotive dollar is, is maintaining your vehicle and keeping it for a long time. Well, I used to drive them for 14, 15 years and then buy another new one. On. But I found uh, this last uh, 15, 20 years that it pays me the mileage I used to put on them. It pays me to always uh, trade up and have a vehicle with warranty on it. What I'd probably suggest is if you want, go by the dealership and, you know, just kick some tires. See if they have anything in stock, first of all. No, and, and they don't. They, they've ordered some. They told me the only way I'll get one is to order them because GM aren't even making them now until they get enough orders in. He said it might be six months or a year before they even make them. That's like a mail-order bride, eh? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really frustrating. Like, I'm just going to look online and hope she's a keeper, you know? I mean, but I, you don't know. I get, yeah, ads, I get ads like that on the Internet. I'm not sure that's the same thing. <laughs> no, no, but that's the whole key. You know, I've had so many people say, you know, if they made this exact same car now as my old one, I would buy it. But, you know, we see the technology going crazy in a lot of cases right. where, where you have everything done on a big screen in front of you. You don't have knobs. You don't have controls. Um, we read a survey that came out of Sweden a couple, last couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and they, they asked people just to do some basic things. We wanted to turn down the radio and turn up the heater. And then they, they, took, they, they did a survey. They had a stop clock, a stopwatch on them to see mm-hmm. how long it would take. And some took a minute and a half just to do that. There, there are some cars. The car, the car I was driving last week was awful for that. But it, the one thing I will say about GM trucks, whether it's the GMC or Chevy or even the Cadillac SUV, lovely things, their ergonomics are very simple and straightforward. There's, very, there's a, a bunch of manufacturers that do that. Others make it more complicated. We get this question all the time because they want to know, why can't I use my cell phone if I can use the infotainment system to change the heating and the you know turn on these features? And the truth is... You can be charged for careless driving if you are playing with your infotainment system or changing the heating in your car if it's distracting or negatively impacting your ability to drive. Yeah, Cell phone, well, it's an instant I used ticket. to be on the road all the time, uh, and uh, but now I'm retired. And, uh, well, I did pull wrenches back in the 70s when cars were simple. Well, and, they're, they're not uh, like that anymore, Grant. So, you know, oh, this, no, I th- take it to the dealership because everything's electronics. Yeah, uh, again, that's why I would say, you know, if you had the opportunity, get in one, drive it, see if you're comfortable with it and how it operates before, uh, you know, before you plunk down some money to order one. Alrighty. Was there any problem with MV6s, though? No, or I think it should be good for a few more years. That kind of blew me away, but... Well, it's working so far, right? Long, the whole key, of course, is that you do the oil changes, you take care of it, and it'll last a long time. Alrighty, thanks for calling in. So, Sean, I got a question for you with respect sure. to phones versus infotainment systems. Yes. Uh, for, for those that don't know, if you've got a hard phone mount for your phone, how is that any different than the infotainment system? Well, it's considered use of a handheld communication device to, regardless if it's mounted or not. Uh, you're still looking at a $615 fine. You're still looking at a three demerit point and three-day suspension on conviction and an insurance hike that's not going to be friendly. You, you just can't. You, you can't. The only thing you're allowed to do is hang up or answer. Period. Doesn't matter if you got a Bluetooth uh, or if you're putting it on speakerphone mode. And what I love seeing all the time is when people are driving around holding their phones in their right hand on speaker, but I'm in hands-free mode. And I'm like, but but, but, but your hands aren't free, are they? So yeah. Yeah, any use, it's not just about holding. It's called use on the according to the HDA. Right. Yeah. And and, and I, I see it all the time. And that's why I say that careless driving charge is still applicable. 
to the devices outside of handheld communication devices. Right. Well, I, I saw lots of interesting things in Florida because Florida is Florida, um, but it did get a tan. That's awesome. Yes. I got a question, Sean. You know, a lot of cars, and, and Brian will attest to it because he's driving all these new cars all the time. A lot of vehicles now come with autopilot or some type of automotive driving experience. Um, if, this if this may be a rabbit hole. Well, no. I, <laughs> well, no. So here's the question, of course, is I, I, I put it on autopilot, and uh, next thing you know, I had an accident. Uh, is, is it Elon Musk's fault or is it my fault? So even when it's Elon Musk's beta software's fault, it's your fault because there is no current system allowed uh, available where where it becomes anyone else's fault. The autonomous modes available because there's different autonomous mm-hmm. modes that are not yes. truly autonomous. They're right. assisted driving features. Those things take over, but you, the driver, are still fully responsible for being in charge of the vehicle and anything that happens. And it's still your insurance, and it's still, I think, a bad idea in in some respects. Especially if you're in the city. Especially. Uh, With yeah. cars all around you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, and, you know, these systems, they are they are fallible, absolutely, because the, the, the nature in which they are able to gather data and process that data, it is not sophisticated, even though if you have a newer car and, it, you know, it, it has adaptive crews, it follows the, the car uh, in front of you and it keeps itself in the lane with, a, mm-hmm. with an active lane keep assist. These are still very fallible systems. The car is not driving itself. There's a reason why in Ontario we have a, uh, a pilot project and there's only one vehicle manufacturer or, or company that's currently actively using that. One vehicle. They have $5 million liability if they have less than 10 passengers and $7 million if they have more. They're responsible for everything that happens, whether they're in the car or not. Like It, it is a totally different game that they're playing in. Well, they call it a pilot project. Yeah, yeah literally. Uh, autopilot? Literally. Yeah, autopilot. <laughs> yeah. And this, this space is changing rapidly, and I'm sure we'll have new news on that next year. All right, we've got a few minutes left. If you've got a car question or any kind of question, you're welcome to give us a call. 416-360-0740. And if you do call in, you will be able to win a set of tickets for the Canadian International Auto Show coming up in February. And don't forget, too, check on Monday because we've got another contest where you can win a CAA membership. All right. CAA, get me a tow right now, and it's free. I love it. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman from Glen Allen Motors and super famous PC Sean Shapiro from the Toronto Police Service. And uh, we've got, uh, I think we've got time for one more caller. Yeah, we've got Gabrielle on the phone. Gabrielle, a question for who? It's for me. I have a Hyundai SUV. Uh-huh. And unfortunately, I'm not allowed to drive it, but the person that used to drive it for me, with me in it, uh, left town. I need to get a cover for it. Where's, where would be the best place to buy a cover for it? Because it's sitting on my property. So you want a car cover, you know, like a cloth well, yeah. car cover? But it has to fit the car, right? Because I know the ones at Canadian Tire, they cost $400. But I have very low mileage on the SUV, but I really don't want to sell it. Okay. and you I've, don't... I've, you know, Some people have offered to buy it from me, but I'm not interested in selling, selling it. Right, but are you going to get another driver, or somebody's going to be using yes, I'm it? Going to, I, I'm going to. I'm. I'm in the process of uh, trying to get a doctor to help me get my license back. Okay. Because it was suspended, but I didn't have a smash up or anything. Uh huh. In fact, in, when I drive to Montreal, or I, I'm, I have a house, so I don't want to speed. I don't speed, and I'm very careful with the new laws and everything. And I did drive it to see Tiger Woods play. Okay. When well, I first bought the car, you know, to New York State and all that. Right, 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 right. 
Um, a couple of things. I mean, if you think that you're going to be getting your driver's license reinstated within the next month or two... Um, no, it won't. it's been dragging out for quite a while because I've been seeing a doctor about it. And then she, uh, and you know, it's very difficult because you have to find a GP, mm-hmm. and I've had difficulty with that too because so many of them have retired. Right, right, right. Well, okay. I, 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 you again, you could try Canadian Tire, but Brian seems to have a good answer. I, I have a pretty good answer. I think uh, the the dealer should have uh, a cover specifically for that uh, for that vehicle. Unfortunately, it's it's not going to be inexpensive because fitted car covers are are specific to that vehicle. But you can get exactly what you want at the Hyundai dealer. I, I'm glad her Hyundai is still running, though. You know, I've got some awful lot of complaints recently you know where you know hyundai had some major engine problems and they've been dragging their feet i I have a customer who's got low miles and they've been jerking her around i think i can say that um she needs a motor and Mm -hmm. and uh i i don't know why they won't attend to it i mean i i think i know because they need too many motors they don't have enough people and engines to do them but i really would like to see them you know uh address the problem Mm -hmm. um again nice lady and and she's making they're making her drive this car that we know is going to blow up anytime now right and still under warranty yes all right yeah yeah sean before we go any tips? Oh, yeah, we had, we had something to add about the uh, Collision Reporting Center. So, so a couple things. If you go to the Collision Reporting Center, real easy. You do have to legally report if the combined damage on a collision is $2,000. That's not just $2,000 on your car. It's mm-hmm. combined amongst all vehicles involved in the collision. Uh, when you get there, it's easy. They take a picture. You go through, do a little report with a computer, or if you need help, they've got people standing by. Police officer reviews it. It's good to go. But if you are involved in a collision and we need to get towed, mm-hmm. uh, People get upset because they can't wait for CAA. That's actually a misnomer. CAA will reimburse you if we force you to take another contract tow. Uh, they'll actually pay uh, pay you back if you're a member. And that's a, that's a great thing about being a CAA member, right? They they just they do everything the right way. You know, I remember my grandfather got a sticker in the mail when he had hit 25 years of membership. Right. And and I've been a member since I was a kid. And then we have a family membership. Like it really is a good thing to have that uh, protection. Yeah, so uh, if you don't have protection, check out our website, Dave's Corner Garage, on Monday, and uh, you can enter there and win a free membership. Uh, we'll be picking one a week, I think. Yeah, every, every week in the month of February, giving away CAA Plus membership. Yeah, you know, because a lot of people don't realize, uh, you know, when they were selling cars in the last few years, they were offering free towing as part of the warranty package, mm-hmm. but uh, that towing may have run out because yep. um, your car is now old. So mm-hmm. yeah, Lock you your keys in the car, battery dead. Like there's so many, They've come to help me out a bunch of times. And the Plus also covers motorcycles because that's what I use it for. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so they'll tow a motorcycle as well. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah so very, e-, very cool. e does not mean enough. No, e, which we... <laughs> <laughs> the E on your dashboard with the yellow light. Oh, you know? that's what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> they will bring you gas. I yeah. don't know how they're going to bring you electricity, though, when that happens. I think some people are trying to solve that problem, but I haven't seen the solution did, yet. Did you watch the, the, the movie about the guys who wrote the uh, electric Harleys around the world? No. Uh, I, oh, they've done it with motorcycles, with gas. And, mm-hmm. and they had a guy driving with a truck with a diesel generator on the back to charge them because the countries they were going to had no electricity. <laughs> so oh, of it's course. Amazing. you got to watch oh, that. that I, um, I only have one word for that. Absurd. <laughs> uh, speaking of chargers and uh, the issues that may or may not pertain to that, and Brian, I'm sure, is going to talk about it as well, but we're going to have Christina Legowski in the studio. Mm-hmm. She's an automotive journalist. She's just written an article in the Globe and Mail about uh, the trials and tribulations of driving electric cars and, you know, if you go to a gas station and the pump doesn't work, right, well, what do you do? You go to the next one. Right. Mm-hmm. But apparently a lot of these don't work. It's it's a real challenge, especially in California. I drive a lot of EVs here and in California, uh-huh. and because the EV charging network in California is a little older than what we have here, it's very unreliable. 
Oh, so they, they're worn out already. Yeah, th- th- I, I, I was on a search for a, a charge one time. I had to go to probably six to find a charger that actually worked. Oh, oh, It was oh, not, oh. not good. Was it you or Christina? Someone said they just used the old-fashioned method. They just whacked it, and it started to work again. <laughs> that wasn't me. Oh. <laughs> Having just been in L.A., my brother's got a plug-in hybrid, so I was really excited to drive on full electric, and it, was, it didn't work. I'm like, why not? Well, I haven't plugged it in in a while. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, exactly. Yeah, and then the other issue apparently is people, to try to save money, they're putting in their own chargers. You know, I could do that. Uh, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've heard about that. That is not a good situation either. No, and if, it, uh, if your husband... If your house does go up in flames, your insurance will not cover you. That is correct. Because you're not a licensed operator. Use the right person to put that in, a licensed person. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, we're looking forward to having Christina on, and uh, I think we'll, we'll have a, a lot of things in common about uh, to talk about uh, Sean, with regard thanks. to EVs. There you go. Sean, thanks for joining us. Always a pleasure. Now I know we can just run down the street if we need a guest because you're just a block away. As long as you show up Monday to Friday. Just I, don't, just don't <laughs> watch out for them. Them prairie turds that are on the oh. side of the road. Well, because the horses go there, eh? They do, yeah, they do walk around here. My dad said they were so poor playing when they were kids, they used to use them for hockey pucks, eh? <laughs> you think course. it's true? I don't know. I don't know. Can't ask him. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and Carlos did a great job behind the board. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, drive safe. Uh, watch out. Even though you don't see a yellow car behind you, there could be a gray one, and he's looking to get you. This is the Escorta Garage. We'll be back next week. Bye-bye, everyone. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.